Hey, transfer students, William Marzella here. Welcome to the USC Transfer Student Experience podcast, where I interview other transfer students and industry professionals that were also transfer students to get tips and tricks on how to apply for jobs, making it in the job market, and business philosophy. On today's episode, I interview Nelson Lee, a business administration transfer student with a very interesting entrepreneurial background. He also has a very unique immigrant history, which I think we can all come to appreciate. Transfer student experience. The transfer student experience. The transfer student experience. Welcome to the podcast, Nelson. Thanks again for joining me. We'll jump straight in. So I understand that you transferred from LAPS College. Yes, that's correct. You are now doing business administration at USC, rising sophomore. Your family is in the business industry. You are a little bit entrepreneurial in that you're reselling streetwear clothing pieces. Yes, that's actually true, yes. And you also interned at Amazon, which is super yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. And you are passionate about the, the film industry. Is that, is that accurate or am I yes, missing something? Yes, that's all, that's all accurate, yes. I think that sort of gives people a nice overview into who you are and, and mm-hmm. what you do, but I'm sure we'll definitely get into it more specifically in a little bit. Something that I didn't know was if you were a full admit or spring admit. Can you talk to me a little bit about either what classes you're doing now or what classes you intend to be studying when you when you actually come to USC? I'm actually starting USC in January. So I was a spring admin for this case. But what I will tell you is the classes that I do plan to take in the future. Basically, my career goal is I want to be an entrepreneur in business, but I also like film. So what I one day want to do is I want to open up my own film company and uh, create films for others to watch. So when you got into like, you know, my reselling business, selling clothing and sneakers and stuff like that, that was actually how I started. That was something that, you know, I was in high school and I thought, what can I do to get like get, to get like my feet wet in this case? And I love streetwear. That's that's one of my hobbies is to look into it and like see other people's outfits and stuff like that. I was really caught off guard when I bought up a T-shirt. It was just a plain T-shirt. There was just nothing special. And I resold it for like a high amount of money and I made a lot of profit on it. I'm thinking, whoa, like if I actually took this seriously, maybe I can make it into something. So I looked into it, I did a lot of research and it, it took off from there. I still do resell products to this day, but that's because, um, you know, with COVID going around right now, there's a lot of people who are unemployed, stuff like that, people struggling to find jobs. I just do it because, you know, it's worked out for me and just continue as best as I can. Right. And so the company that you do that with, is that your own company or is that someone else? No, that's someone else's company. So StockX, it's pretty much like they call it a stock market of streetwear products. So you can buy sneakers, you can buy clothing apparel and stuff like that. It's basically a whole community of other resellers like me who come together, sell on that platform. And people are buying these products, spending their hard-earned money to make sure that the products are legit and they're real. So basically StockX is the verification company. You, If you make a sale, you package your products, send it to the StockX warehouse, they verify it. And then they ship it out to the buyer. So they're pretty much an outlet for watching out for like any counterfeit products. Yeah. So they're sort of like a distributor, but also sort of with a little bit of legal oversight as well. Yes. It's amazing to see that when an idea that you have actually generates money, the fact that you're like, no one's going to buy this. I'm thinking who's going to buy an old denim jacket for like 400 bucks, 300 bucks. 
that's literally what I was thinking. And there are those buyers out in the world. There, there are. So. It is very much about perception, right? People's mm-hmm. perception of the product. You know, as soon as you put this sort of vintage aesthetic on it, once yeah. you take it out of Ross's or any other sort of op shop and put mm-hmm. this nice sort of brand around it, people yeah. flock. Yeah, it's crazy. Do. Yeah, like one, one quote that I heard uh, another famous reseller say, and I think he's a hip hop artist too, which was he said, things are only worth what you're willing to pay for them. And I thought that is absolutely true. Like if I'm willing to pay like $500 for a t-shirt, then I'm going to pay that $500. But you know, me personally, I'm not like that. I don't want to pay $500 for a t-shirt to be honest. Um, but, but yeah, there's, there are those buyers. Coming from that business background, right? Coming mm-hmm. from that experience, what are you sort of looking for in classes at USC? Is it to consolidate that experience? Is it to give you an extra edge? Like what are you sort of hoping to get transferred uh, to USC business? You know, I'm very open-minded to a lot of things. The reason why I chose USC as a school to transfer to was because in their school statement, they said, we want our students to not only take the classes that tailor to their needs, but also give them more broader view of other things that they're interested in. And to me, that, mean, that means everything because I feel like if I were to attend another school, they would have me strictly focus on the business side of things because I'm a business major. But like I said, I'm also, I'm also interested in film a lot. Like I do love films and creating films. And the fact that USC welcomes students to not only take classes that are fully fitting for their major, but also to branch out and do more. And that's something that's really important to me. And so it sort of fits into the goal of creating someone that's well-rounded and multifaceted. Yeah. Awesome. Sometimes when we transfer into college, I know you're obviously a spring admin. Sometimes when we transferred into college, we definitely experienced challenges in how the university and you know student organizations communicated their resources whether it be classes to take or events i know i i was a full admit so i didn't sort of have that limbo period that you're in right now sort of waiting but i know it definitely took me a while to find friends and just find my footing as well so i'm sure you sort of experienced a little bit of that. What communication challenges have you faced? I'm assuming me reaching out to you is probably the first you've heard from me. What would you wish that TSC, so the transfer student community, what would you think TSC could do as an organization? It is a difficult time right now with like, you know, COVID going on and communications are like put to a halt right now. Like, um, I, I don't know when's to be honest, I don't know when's the last time I talked to someone in person, uh, for, but but, you know, just being safe, social distancing. I mean, I guess the hardest thing about communications for me, to be honest, it's really the start. Like, you know, starting office can be difficult to do. I even experienced this in my first year at community college. Like, I'm just thinking, how am I going to make friends? How am I going to get to talk to people? And this is other a very important lesson that I learned, which was someone's got to make the first move, either you or you just hope someone else will do it. And the chances of someone else doing it are slim compared to you doing it first. So I always told myself like, you know what, when I go to USC in the, in the spring, I'm going to do that first move. I don't care what people think, whether I come off as like too social or something like that, but there has to be a spark and someone's got to do it. So it's up to me to do it. So and it's like, you know, it's like no one else going to do it. Why not you? 100%. It's, it's yeah. that business mindset. Um, <laughs> they, they have a saying in marketing. They say, if you don't offend somebody, before 12 p.m., you're not doing your job. Yes, you know? that's yeah. My my dad taught me that too. So so that's I guess that's just the natural way of you being proactive and going out there. That's mm-hmm. cool, man. 
it's 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 good to hear that you sort of got that proactive attitude because I definitely know a lot of people through no fault of their own are just aren't sure. So yeah, it's it's good to hear that you're sort of taking your own initiative. No one likes monkey work. Yeah. Sometimes we find ourselves doing it day to day, like just just menial tasks, right? For school. Yeah. Right. If you could wave a magic wand, mm-hmm. and I mean, given that you've got this extracurricular experience with business, yeah. okay. You've also there's also that too that you could sort of answer to this question. If you could wave a magic wand and make one activity you do now disappear, what would it be? Oh, that's that's a really good question. Oh, I got it. I always try to tell myself every day to be better than what I was yesterday. So if I feel like, you know, I slacked off on something the other day, I want to do like be much better at it. But something that like, and this, I feel like this is also another problem a lot of people are facing due to the pandemic going around, which was that they feel like they have a lot of free time. They have, we have a lot of free time and that's everyone. How you spend that free time really determines like how you will become in the near future. And in the first few weeks of the pandemic, I remember I was just laying in my room, just, you know, watching movies, watching like. YouTube videos, stuff like that. I felt like I was not doing anything like productive at all. If I could wave a magic wand to make to make something disappear, it would definitely be that because I just feel like I'm not gaining anything, you know, doing that stuff. I mean, yeah, I'm entertaining myself, but I'm not, I'm not actually like, like I don't, I could, I, I feel like I'm not going to sleep thinking like, oh, today was a good productive day. I want to be able to go to sleep thinking I did a lot today and I'm proud of it, but tomorrow's a new day and I want to be much better than what I was than that. So definitely, definitely spending my free time doing something new, like whether it's like learning a new skill, learning a new hobby and things like that. So the activity that you would make disappear is being lazy. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, basically. So, and so, I mean, you touched on it before briefly, but you want to become your own boss. You want to create, I'm assuming, an agency besides the obvious ones like motivation. The business world likes to push, you know, entrepreneurs, you've got to be dedicated and motivated to succeed, right? Right. Can you tell me what the greatest attributes are about the best performing entrepreneurs and maybe specifically in the film industry for someone that's in your position? What makes you different? What's one quality or characteristic that you can bring to the table that makes you stand out from the rest of the film agencies out there? That's a really great question. With my knowledge about the other great entrepreneurs in the world, you know, I think of people like Gary Vaynerchuk. I think of people like, um, what else was there? Graham Stephan, who's in the real estate agency. Something that that stands out to me about them were that they they have like that killer mentality, like 24 seven, like any any chance they have, to do something that's going to benefit them greatly, they just take action immediately. And that is something that I adopted from them where like, you know, if I, if I make a sale, like after this, after this interview, I'm going to, I'm going to get on that immediately. Just like that. I'm not going to leave it to the last minute. The thing that differentiates me from those entrepreneurs is that, and what makes me stand out is that even though I want to work 24 seven, it's impossible to work 24 seven. If I want to be frank with that, like in high school, I played high school basketball. And one thing my coach always told me was that you need your rest. I don't want you guys to practice 24 seven because that's going to burn you out. You need rest. And I value rest highly as well as valuing hard work. So, you know, these other entrepreneurs, I mean, yeah, they're working 24 seven, which is awesome, but 
but I, but I'm just thinking like, do they ever have time to rest? Like, I feel like they're not going to be able to, to be able to work even harder than, than before or to, or up to the same standards if they don't get their rest. And, you know, we're all human. I'm human. We need our rest. Like just, just take, just understand that you need your rest to take your time and, as soon as you're done in that period, get back up, get back in the morning or whatever time and get going again. I feel like you would maximize your efficiency if you just take breaks in between them and just get back to it. Because, you know, I mean, yeah, let's say you work 365 days a year nonstop. That's awesome. But what about the next year? How are you going to perform on that? You're going to perform to the same standards or are you going to double it? I don't know. But you know, so. What would you see as the biggest objection getting into USC? If I was an admissions counselor, I want to look at it very holistically. In my application, when you had to write your essay, you had to write your personal story. And basically what my personal story was, both of my parents grew up in a third world country in Indonesia. At one point in my life, I was about to live that lifestyle being in a third world country, but they made the choice to immigrate over to the United States for me and my older brother's uh, life so that we can be, be so we have a better life than what they had to me that was something that meant a lot to me and that's something that defines who i am i could have had a different lifestyle compared to what i have now what i look for in a candidate is originality you go on youtube you see all these people saying like um oh you should write your personal essay about this and this and this that's not going to work because that's just another person's advice telling your story that just doesn't make sense to me like it's not you like you're using someone else's advice to tell your own story i mean yeah you can use like some advice like different writing styles if you're just copy and pasting someone else's story as your own story that's just not that's just not the way to go and i know that everyone they have their own story and that's what makes everyone unique i just want straight to the point what happened in your lifetime that brings you here now basically they can tell if you're bullshitting yeah, yeah for sure yeah I'm going to go back to value, okay? What <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. does that sound like Ty Lopez right now? Like knowledge, <laughs> you know, what value do you think there is in, in being a transfer student? Because I don't think a lot, a lot of people don't see the positives. They see the negatives. They say, oh, it's hard to be a transfer student. I have to go through all this sort of stuff. But they don't focus on actually how that made them a better person. So how do you think being a transfer student and being involved in a transfer community makes you a better person? It is very true how people focus on the negatives a lot. Uh, for me, I tend to be more of an optimistic person where I look at the positive side of everything. One thing that I'll take away from being a transfer student is I learned so many lessons in community college that they really helped shape the character that I am right now. If you were to see me in my first week of community college, I'll be honest, I was such a hard ass on everyone. I had that killer mentality, like I just came here. I, I'm, I'm only at community college for one thing only, and that is to transfer out of here. So focused on myself, but I realized to myself that I'm missing everything. At the time, I was focusing on the end goal, which is to transfer to a university. A lot of people tend to overlook the process that it takes to get to that point. You know, I just decided to just take in everything, like take in the campus, the environment, everything around me, the people around me, the activities that there were. I think one negative people see at being a transfer student was that, oh, you didn't get in the first time and now you're just trying to get your second chance at it. Like, to be honest, who cares if you didn't get in the first time? Like, it's a difficult thing for a lot of people to do. And this is me being honest with myself. If I had to be honest, I think getting in as the transfer student, it's a way more fulfilling accomplishment than being getting in the first year because, because people are constantly telling you, oh, you won't get in. You you can't do this. Like, it's much harder to do that. Like, you're just a reject. Just, just accept that. And I'm just like, 
yeah, keep coming with those uh, remarks. That's just going to fuel me even more. Going to community college definitely honed my work ethic. I definitely felt like, you know, there's a big chip on my shoulder through it all. I'm happy that as I go into USC, I will still have that work ethic and to even further it more at when I start. And you definitely proved them wrong yeah, getting in. Sure. If you could give your younger self one tip, whether it be for the transfer process, whether it be for business, whether it be for life, what would it be? Whatever your story is, be proud of it. When I was younger, I always dreamt high school, I'm going to do this. In college, I'm going to do this. In life after college, I'm going to do this. Who cares about that agenda? Things are going to change as you grow older. I understand there's a lot of people like me who want something to be perfect, like how you sketched it out. There's no such thing as a perfect sketch of your life. You're going to be experiencing a lot of new things that you never even imagined doing. People say, but I failed at doing something that I plan to do. Honestly, take failure as a positive when you fail at something you learn something about yourself and it makes you even better for all i know in the future when i graduate college maybe i won't be in the business industry maybe i'll fully commit to the film industry or maybe i'll be like a doctor or something i don't know like that's the thing i really don't know but i just want to know that whatever happens either today tomorrow next week next month just be happy about it because You'll learn a lot about yourself that you never knew about yourself. And most importantly, you'll be happy at whatever you plan to do because I didn't want to go to community college. I really didn't. But when I went there, I had so much fun. Like I really did have a lot of fun like with it. I got to learn a lot of new things about myself I never knew. And it definitely made me who I am. Just trust whatever's going to come at you. Trust the process and enjoy the journey to get there. Yeah, for sure. Awesome, man. Well, I think that's a great note to to end it on. Thank you for taking the time to speak with me, Nelson. I really appreciate speaking with like-minded students and especially someone as mature as you. It's, I mean, the fact that you're a sophomore and you're talking about this stuff, it's um, it's awesome, man. You're going to go really far. So thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate you inviting me on for this. It it was really awesome. The transfer student experience. experience.